This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by You Betcha Ice Cream. I am an ice cream fanatic, so I know a thing or two about good ice cream. You Betcha Ice Cream checks all the boxes for me. It's creamy, there's a multitude of exciting flavors, and most importantly, it's just darn delicious. The other day, I attended one of You Betcha's pop-ups and walked away with some carrot cake, cookies and cream, and birthday cake flavors. They were incredible. You Betcha is going to be hosting pop-up shops all over Grand Forks this summer, so to stay up to date on where you can find them next, be sure to follow them on Instagram or Facebook. Not into the whole pop-up thing? Don't worry, because you can buy You Betcha ice cream at Cedic Run all the time. That's right, Cedic Run is always stocked with You Betcha ice cream pints, and walk in anytime, walk in to buy some shoes, walk out with shoes and ice cream. It's a good deal. So, you can find ice cream at Cedicron all the time. For real? <laughs> you betcha. Over the next few weeks, Cam and I will be interviewing some of our state champions to get a behind the scenes look at what it takes to win a state title. We decided to start off with none other than Hazen's Ian Bush. At the state meet, Ian won four titles. Most athletes would love to win four titles in a career. Heck, I would have, but Ian did it all in one weekend. He won the 800, the 1600, and the 3200, and then teamed up to help Hazen bring home the 4x4 relay title. Ian joined the podcast after he won his state cross-country title this fall, so we also catch up on things that happened between then and now, like his college commitment to the University of North Dakota. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're new or have listened to every single episode, regardless, we really appreciate you following along and supporting us. Remember to leave us a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you enjoy the show. Another way to support us is by following us on our social medias like Instagram and Facebook. Every time you like or share a post, it helps spread the word about the podcast, which allows us to keep growing. Enough about the podcast, however. Let's dive into our awesome episode, our first state champion recap with Ian Bush. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson, and I'm here today with the Quadfecta man. Ian Bush from Hazen secured the quad. He won the 800, the 1600, the 3200, and capped it all off with a 4x4 title with you and his teammates. So, Ian, welcome back to the pod. Yeah, it's great to be back. I love, love listening to you guys. and love being on even more. Yeah, you know, we haven't had too many repeat guests, so you are an elite company, so congratulations. Thanks. It's a great time Great time being here. Yeah, for sure. So tell me this. Has the body recovered yet? Uh, or just, like, how are you feeling since the state track meet? Honestly, I think, you know, it all started building up. You know, they've done the, the three-day schedule. This is the first time they've ever done that. And, you know, the, the first day, the two-mile I had, I, was, I wasn't feeling too bad after that, even after Friday, the mile. Um, I started starting feeling started to feel it after the 800 really especially and then to that four by four I just really gave it everything I had and then really that next day that Sunday I woke up and I was just sore I mean I was I was just out of it I don't think I could have ran if I wanted to for at least a couple of days I mean it finally starts to catch up it doesn't hit you quite right away but when it does it it gets to you 
Yes. Somewhere in our comments, we had asked people what they liked most, what they liked least. And we had a couple of people point out that the lactic for you distance runners really built up by, by Saturday. And on Sunday, everybody started to feel it quite a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. So on the topic of the three-day meet, since you brought that up, are you a fan? Because that's been a point of contention for a lot of spectators, a lot of people that participated. And we've heard a lot of different sides to the story. So what's yours? You know, I think there's a lot of pros and cons. I think the biggest con is probably spectators. I mean, it's a Thursday, especially for the two-mile. A lot of people like watching the two-mile, but when you put it on a Thursday, it's kind of tough for a lot of people. I mean, sometimes people can get off a three-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but it's it's pretty impossible to get off Thursdays. So, I mean, you're missing you're missing a lot of spectators from that Thursday. It seemed pretty empty when I was running the two-mile. A lot of people just weren't there. It, was, it's, it, it didn't, like Friday and Saturday when I was running the mile and the two-mile, it just seemed like, you know, you had that feeling that everybody's watching there and everybody's was just waiting for you to, to have that performance on Thursday. I, I really didn't have that feeling. I think that's probably the biggest con. I mean, I think the biggest pro on the other side of that is, uh, you know, that 800 especially, you have a lot more rest, though uh, the lactic does start to build up. It was nice because the lactic didn't kind of hit me till Saturday, Saturday evening, Sunday morning. So uh, it didn't affect most Americans too much. So I think it was better for the athletes just running wise. But I think for the spectators, it's a, it's a big con. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually where we saw most of the divide is a lot of people that didn't actually run were telling us that they weren't big fans of the three-day schedule, but a lot of distance runners and, and a lot of the athletes in general, there's some who it didn't benefit very much, but for you guys, I think it helped out a lot. And I mean, you look at those 800 times for both class A and class B and they were significantly faster than they've been in the past. Oh yeah, definitely. I felt, I felt way fresher um, going into that two mile than I've ever felt before. I mean, I've ran the 800 pretty much every time. And after that two mile um, in years, years past, it's always been a struggle. Just well, a lot of times you'll have some 400, 800 guys. They always seem to be a bit more fresh than coming off of a two mile. It always seems the longer the race, the, the tougher it is to recover. And so that two mile going to the 800 was a really tough task for a lot of guys. And having, having the 800 be the first event of the day was a, was a big help. So something that you differ from with most of the participants in the distance events is you opted to do the four by four rather than the four by eight. Now, a lot of guys have that extra race under their legs, but you didn't. Did you feel like that was an advantage for you? I do think it was a bit of an advantage. You know, you had Lisbon, you had Bowman, a lot of other teams running the four by eight. Uh, I would have ran the four by eight if we had had a decent team, but uh, I think our best time was like over nine minutes. So we weren't really even close to any contention, but we had a lot of sprinters and uh, I ran like 50 points something for a split. And so I knew that if I ran that four by four, we had a really good chance of winning. And so it was, it was kind of just a choice I had to make. I mean, we probably would have got 10, 15th place in the four by eight, but in the four by four, I knew if I ran that we had, we had a pretty good shot of winning. And uh, yeah, I went out, we had an eighth grader that just came to the team. We were kind of struggling because we had three really good guys, but we were looking for that fourth, but an eighth grader come out around 51, eight in the open. So, wow, yeah. man, that's so cool. So has it set in that you've won four state titles in one meet? Like most people would be stoked if they won four state titles over the course of their career, but you did it over the course of one weekend. Has it set in for you yet? Yeah, it's. I mean, it takes a couple of days, I think, to really set in, but it's been, been about a week. And I'm, I mean, I'm still pretty ecstatic that I was able to come off with that. It's always kind of been the dream ever since, you know, your seventh, eighth grader, freshman, underclassman. You always look at those upper guys and you think, how am I ever going to get to that point? Well, I finally made it to the point and I put in the work, I put in the time and it finally paid off for me. And yeah, I'm just ecstatic that I was able to pull it off. I mean, there was a lot of good competitors, 
none of them are slouches. So if I would have had a bad, bad day, even a couple seconds lower, they would have been right there to pick up the slack. Yeah, you definitely had a couple of guys nipping at your heels in some of those races. But talk us through the course of the season. You come off a win in the state cross-country meet back in the fall of 21. You kind of have the target on your back into the season. Did you feel like there was some added pressure? Did you feel like you had to, something to prove? Or tell us just over the course of the season how you approached it. Um, your last one for the Hazen Bison. Yeah, I think I was definitely definitely the guy to beat. Everybody was kind of looking towards me, but uh, that just kind of fueled me for the races more. I knew, I mean, I, I can lead races. I can kick from the back. I've got a pretty decent kick, but if I've got a lead, I'm that's no problem. I'll take it out from the front, and I'll still kick off a kick off a hard pace. At the state meet, we kind of had more of a kicker's race in the 32 and the 16. We'd broken most of the field in the 32 by uh, the last two laps, but uh, there were still a couple guys holding on, so I unleashed the final kick. I think I closed about 63. The mile, we started out pretty quick. We kind of lacked in the second and third lap. So the end of the third lap, I started to pick it up, and I think I closed about 60 flat there. So it was, it was, I PR'd even off the, the slow paces. I was able to kick down pretty hard, and, yeah, it was a great day overall. So tell me this. Is there any of your four races at State that you're most proud of? Honestly, I think, I think I've got to go to the 3,200. Those longer races have always been kind of a struggle for me, especially in – in, in the middle part of those races, trying to pace them has just always been, always been something that I struggled with. Uh, the 800 and the mile, I can always, I can always run for the first couple laps. And then I've only got a couple laps in the middle there where I've really got to grind in the last lap. I mean, it takes care of itself. I don't really got to worry about that, but that two mile, I mean, four, five, six, even seven, they start to become a struggle. You're thinking, how am I ever going to hold on for five more minutes? I'm already five minutes into this race. And I think the mental perseverance in the two mile is just, something I've always struggled with. And I was, I was proud that I was able to come out with that one. Yeah. So what's your go-to? Like so many people share their strategy. Some people just like try to turn the brain off. Some people go to something silly, like thinking of their favorite song just to distract themselves or think of like a funny joke. Like how do you grind through those miles when you're, or the, maybe not in the miles, but grind through those last couple laps? What's your strategy? Yeah, so in the beginning, you're kind of just jostling for position. And then in that, that middle lap, I always try to try to turn the brain off as much as I can. Sometimes I hum a song. Sometimes I'm thinking about something else. It could be anything. But uh, yeah, those middle laps, you just try to try to zone out. And then when I hit that 500 mark, I start to think about when I'm going to start uh, start kicking it down. And then 400 in is when I really start to make my move. Whatever I've got left, I'm, I'm putting it on the track. I'm leaving it all out there. And so, yeah, really, and it depends on the race. I mean, I've, I've never really got a strategy of what I'm thinking. I mean, sometimes it's one thing, sometimes it's another thing. I'm never really that consistent on, on what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to throw you for a bit of a curveball here. You got to think for this question. So if you could sum up your entire high school career in just one word, what word would you choose? I'd say perseverance. Uh, I've had I've had some struggles, especially early in my career. I mean, my freshman year, I was I'd, I'd done pretty good at cross country. I made it to the top twenty as a freshman. I was pretty stoked about that. I was really hyped going into my uh, track season, but I ended up with a stress fracture in both of my legs, and it really put me down for a while. I came back from my sophomore year, and I also had another pretty good year. I ended up fifth, and I think I was going to be one of the top returners for even my junior year and, and even the sophomore track. So I was hoping to have a good time in uh, sophomore track, but uh, COVID and it canceled my whole year, whole year, and that really put me down. And I, I pretty much stopped training for that whole season. But uh, I finally, I finally, finally pushed myself to get back where I was before for that junior track season. And I really pushed hard, and I really wanted, 
wanted that win my junior year. Just didn't quite work out. So that just fueled me for for my senior year. I knew it was my last year. If I was going to get it, it had to be had to be this year. Had no other shots, so I just pushed through it and did what I had to do. Yeah. Now, when we talked to you the last time this past fall, we it just asked, "What do you think you're going to do for college?" And you weren't totally decided. And since then, you committed to the University of North Dakota to run for Coach Barron Camp and Coach Scott. What was that process like? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Walk us through the whole thing. No, so I was pretty certain that I was gonna, I was gonna, be, I want to be a pilot. So commercial aviation was kind of where I was thinking. And uh, UND, it's a, it's a guarantee. I know I was talking about the Air Force Committee, if anybody remembers that, but uh, mm -hmm. it's 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 pretty 50-50 whether, whether or not you're going to be able to fly or not. UND is pretty much a guarantee. And so I knew I was going to go to UND. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to run. So I actually reached out to Coach Tom Scott in uh, January, February. It was pretty, like, right after he started. I reached out to him on uh, Instagram, actually, and I asked if I was going to be able, if I was able to run. Uh, I, I, I enjoy running, so I think it'd be, and I just, I just want to, I don't want to give less when I've got more to give. I, I mean, there's who knows where I could go in the sport. I mean, I don't do that many miles a week. So if I up that mileage, if I could become a better runner, I don't see why, why I wouldn't want to push myself there. So yeah, I reached out to him um, and we talked, I, I met him at UND and I saw the facilities. I mean, they're great facilities. They have great coaching staff and everything. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be a great fit. I honestly, I'd recommend it. I, I talked to a couple other coaches, but I think UND is the best fit for me. Yeah. Tell us about some of the, the team, like the guys where you went on a visit, like how did you feel like you fit in with everyone? I mean, they, they seem like a great group of guys. I actually went on the day. Meet, so they were kind of, kind of apparent. I didn't really get to talk, talk to them. It was, it was an indoor meet, but I didn't really get to talk to much, most of them, but coach Tom Scott was the guy I talked to mostly. And I think he's got a great philosophy about, about life, about running, about everything. I think he's going to be able to, to bring that, that team back to where it was uh, years ago and get back to greatness again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we've just seen some of the guys that he's worked with, like Luke Labatt, just coming in and crushing the steeple and really doing well. And some of those guys in like the 10K, he's really pushed them. And a lot of school records were broken this year. So I think it's going to be a great fit for you. And like you said, the underdeveloped part, like you've got a lot of miles under your belt, but compared to what some of those guys are running, you're not even you're not even close. And I think you've got a lot of potential when you go there. So just commercial aviation going to go to UND what about between now and then what are your plans for the summer well I'm actually also going to be in the National Guard uh I'm not getting a scholarship to run at UND that's something that I just really enjoy doing so I'll actually be in the National Guard and I'll be shipping off to basic actually tomorrow morning at about 6 30 a.m and I'll be there all the way until August 19th and then I'll move in the 20 21st and then I'll be starting school on the 22nd so it's a quick turnaround uh, the training at basic training will be quite quite a bit different than what I'll be doing in cross country. But I mean, like I said, I've uh, I've ran pretty good seasons off a lot less mileage. When I was I was pretty down between my sophomore and junior year, I still came out and was running 16 low for the 5K off of 20 25 miles. And I think uh, if anybody can bring me back to to where I need to be, I think it's Coach Tom Scott. Yeah, dude, that's a great great attitude to have and great perspective. And it's gonna be fun to just watch you crush you know, you're going to jump up now to the 8K. So a little bit of a jump, but we're excited to see you uh, all the way through. Now, last question, just kind of a fun one. We're hoping to get more state champions on the, the podcast. And we'll ask them the same question. But besides your events, what event at the state meet did you have the most fun watching? I think I think it's honestly got to go to the Class B 
class B hundred. I mean, it was so close, especially with uh, Kevin Gilmore not using blocks. I mean, he puts himself in such a deficit, especially in that first 10, 15 meters. I mean, I, I just, I wonder what he could run if he started to use blocks and really learned. I mean, he's from Beulah, so only a couple miles away. So I've seen him come and come and train at Hazen because they don't have a track over there. Take him over to our track and then actually run over there. Uh, yeah, I've seen him try to use blocks. It's not pretty, but I think I think if he learns how to use blocks, he could be he could be something to something to be afraid of in the hundred meters. You yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, Ian, we're super excited to watch you pull off the quad. We we're really pumped when we saw the live results coming in. I wasn't there, so when I saw the live results coming in, and Ian Bush, Ian Bush, Ian Bush, just one after another. So, congrats on that. Good luck at basic training this summer and. We're excited to see you in Grand Forks this fall. I'm excited too.